Welcome to the second episode of The Finsiders, the podcast that explores the evolution of finance in Africa, hosted by AFIS, Africa Financial Industry Summit, the leading platform that accompanies African finance in its transformation. This series of podcasts aims to democratize the financial challenges of African economies. Dear Finsiders listeners, Today, we are privileged to host a distinguished figure in the African financial sector. We are delighted to have with us Mrs. Jessman Shanzi, Head of East Africa Financial Institutions at Group IFC. Before we delve into our discussion, Mrs. Shanzi, would you please take a moment to introduce yourself? My name is Jessman Shanzi, and I am a Principal Investment Officer with uh, the Financial Institutions Group. I lead IFC's origination efforts uh, in investments and relationship management activities within the financial institutions across East Africa. IFC works through financial institutions to provide much needed access to finance for millions of individuals, micro, small, and medium enterprises that we would never be able to reach directly. This is an important part of the World Bank Group strategy to end extreme poverty and build a shared prosperity. Thank you for your reply. How do you define green finance in your own words? Green financing seeks to increase the levels of financial flows from investors, uh, be they public, private, and not-for-profit sectors into sustainable development priorities to yield decent returns whilst supporting better management of environmental and social risks. The investors demand greater accountability for better environmental outcomes. The funds can be used to finance renewable energy, water management, protection of biodiversity and landscapes, just to mention a few. Other uses could be for prevention, minimization, and compensation of damages to the environment and to the climate, such as energy efficiency. Such funding can also be deployed towards development of components of the financial system that deal specifically with green investments. For example, green bonds and structured green funds, including ensuring the various markets have the necessary legal, economic and institutional frameworks and conditions necessary to foster the growth of such instruments. Thank you for this very clear answer. As public-private partnership regulations improve in Africa, what role can they play in green finance? So just by way of context, uh, by 2050, Africa is expected to be home to 2.5 billion people, almost double what it is today. That's a quarter of the world's population. But around 43% of African households still do not have access to electricity. In addition, sub-Saharan African cities are home to more than 470 million people, and that is expected to double over the next 25 years, boosting demand for housing, transport, and other services. With the growth in Africa's population, there is a growing need to bridge the continent's electricity access gap to address demands from urbanization, ensure food security, and create more jobs. There is an urgency for governments and business through private-public partnerships to generate solutions that enable a lower carbon footprint 
and less resource intensive development pathways, which can support, which can be supported by investments in green and cleaner technologies. Environmentally friendly solutions in Sub-Saharan Africa represent an investment potential of nearly $780 billion, based on an IFC analysis of just four countries, Cote d'Ivoire, Kenya, Nigeria, and South Africa. So as public-private partnership regulations improve in Africa, we see opportunities to make transformative investment through green finance across areas that would support Africa to adapt to climate change and minimize future impact. Some of these are access and transition to clean energy. The energy sector remains the backbone for nearly all other sectors. Decarbonizing the energy sector while ensuring universal access to energy is critical to achieving the long-term goals of sustainable and clean growth. Africa has large wind and solar potential that can further tap into. Increasing access to green funding for these activities remains important in aiding business and entrepreneurs to tap into these evolving opportunities. Thank you for your valuable input. Is there an appetite for green finance among savers and investors in the region? Yes, definitely. There is a growing consensus among relevant stakeholders that green finance should be a priority in Africa, as it has in other regions of the developing world. Green financing could further be promoted through a number of aspects. Firstly, changes in some of the continent's regulatory frameworks. Secondly, harmonization of public financial incentives. Thirdly, increase in investment in clean and green technologies. Another aspect could be financing for sustainable natural resource-based green economies and climate smart blue economies. And another one could be an increase in issuances and use of green bonds. The World Bank Group and UN are working with countries, financial regulators and the financial sector to align financial systems to the 2030 Sustainable Development Agenda to direct financial flows to support the delivery of the Sustainable Development Goals. Thank you for these insights. How do you reduce risk perception to encourage investments that bring environmental benefits? By empowering entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are well-placed to enable and realize the opportunities presented by a transition to a low carbon and climate resilient economy and to respond to the economic risks of climate change as a key stakeholder in Africa's climate response. The development of the small business sector is critical to economic development and the transformation of the continent. So providing an enabling environment that supports the seamless formalization of these businesses is key and government is an enabler. And financiers, together with incubators and accelerators, need to help better prepare and guide entrepreneurs on how to pitch their business ideas and how to approach funders. So creation of innovative and alternative funding products that capture the evolving risk profiles and encourage financial inclusion is necessary. 
We all have a role to play to support Africa's green development and help alleviate the impact of climate change on lives and livelihoods. It's very clear, thank you. What measures can be taken to increase the flow of private capital for green investments? So a number of things can be done. Firstly, we need to focus on overcoming investment barriers through creating an enabling environment and establishing public policies that encourage the allocation of investments to environmentally friendly projects or adaptation of these projects. Secondly, we need to build confidence by reducing risk. So employing risk mitigants, which are targeted interventions aimed at reducing, reassigning, or reapportioning different investment risk is key. Risk mitigants such as guarantees and or insurance increase the attractiveness of investments by providing coverage for new risks which may currently not be covered or are simply too costly for investors to take. We also need to build local expertise. So encouraging growth of local and national expertise in low carbon technologies, green projects and investments. We need to tap global institutions such as the IFC and World Bank with the relevant expertise in these spaces. And another one we could look at is demonstrating the profitability of low carbon investments to accelerate market development and to continue to showcase our successes in these areas. Any last words? So lastly, I'd like to say the effects of climate change will affect everyone, including future generations. It is everyone's responsibility. There are no spectators and we all need to play our part. Enabling emerging markets to mitigate and adapt to climate change is a strategic pillar for IFC and the World Bank Group. And we look forward to making this a priority for the continent. Thank you. We appreciate all the valuable insights you've shared today, Mrs. Shanzi. Thanks for your answers. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of Insiders. We look forward to having you with us again in the next episode.